Thanks for listening to the Last Days Podcast with Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. To stay connected, please check out the River of Tri-Cities Church on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or online at riveroftricities.com. The Last Days Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, here's Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. Yes. Time to start producing more fruits. Time to operate in the grace of God that is available to you. And your grace doesn't have to be my grace, my grace, your grace. We all have specific graces from God. And it's time to step all the way in, all the way into everything that God's got for you. So we encourage you, dive in. Dive all the way in here. What comes, you say, well, how do I I find out what those things are? What What do I do? Well, you can ask yourself some ask yourself some questions. You know, that's that's going to reveal some things that God has put inside of you. Like what comes naturally to you? What is it that's it's not just you, but you realize when I begin to do this, something supernatural takes place. It feels like there's something more than just my flesh or my natural thinking that is triggered or tripped or moving or working or um, in, involved. What is it that, and we, I say comes naturally, but it's, it's, it's more than just naturally. Naturally yeah. is kind of a word that we use to make it seem like effortless maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and, and so when we when we ask the question, what comes naturally to you? Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not just natural. Maybe it's what comes supernaturally to you. What what <laughs> what do you sense the greatest flow of God out of you when you do? Right. Absolutely. And a lot of times it's kind of like when other people watch you and they know you or they see what you do, they'll be like, oh my gosh, how do you do that? Like, I could never do that. You know, they'll make statements like that. And sometimes people, you know, other people can recognize it in in us, sometimes even when we don't. And so it's important to actually pay attention to that feedback. Yes. And because likely those are different giftings the Lord has put in you that your responsibility actually though is to take that and to develop that. Not to belittle it, not to be like, oh no, this is nothing, this is easy or whatever. I mean, I think about things, there's so many different, just how can we say natural things that just relate to um, art everyday life, maybe we could say that people, they, they kind of poo poo sort of, they just, they think, oh, well, this is, this is not a big deal. I mean, because right at that time you're dealing with like more of a gift that's kind of in its infancy. And so people don't actually see at that moment how that could be from the Lord because they don't see a supernatural aspect to it. They don't see how to, that it could really be a benefit to God's people or God's leader or, you know, God's church or anything like that. And so because they miss out on, and they don't see the, the, how actually that gift right there that the Lord has given you, if you will actually put some effort with it and ask the Holy spirit to give you some wisdom, how to walk in that, how to develop that they, they can't, see how it would really turn into anything great. Mm -hmm. And so 
a lot of times people, it's sad, I think, because they, the Lord has placed great graces upon them and giftings, but they don't ever do anything with them because they don't, they don't recognize that that's actually a great gifting. If you think about like, for example, I'll just give, you know, from, from my own life to start with here. And some of you have heard me say, you know, when I was a little girl, um, I would make, this cracks me up thinking about it because bless my brother's heart. He's five years younger than I am and such a sweet man um, and a sweet boy then, obviously. And he just kind of went along with whatever, you know, I bossed him around and told him what to do because, you know, little girls can be super great at bossing. Well, well, some, some ladies too, ladies who can't be bossy, but anyway, we're like, we're going to get this done and you're going to do it. No, anyway. Um, but I would make him sit down and I would, I was the teacher. I was going to teach him school. He was going to be the student. Didn't matter if he was old enough to be a student or felt like going to school or he already went to, you know, kindergarten, but no, he, I'm the teacher. And so you're going to sit here and you're going to learn from me. And I was a bit harsh, but anyway, Uh it was like the beginning days of my homeschooling. (laughs) Later I homeschooled, you know, or still am homeschooling my kids, but anyway, so um, so you, but you could see how really actually the gifting or the grace upon my life to be, to be a teacher and, and of course, you know, a, a minister, I, I believe that, you know, there's, well, we could go a lot into this. Wow. As far as like primary giftings upon our life. And as we're faithful to use those and everything, of course, the Lord ex- expands us and, and we actually operate in, you know, maybe several different areas and giftings, as long as you don't box yourself in and you're not around people who just, you know, box you in or whatever. Yeah. I mean, if I was around, of course, you understand certain denominations, even though I have a gift upon my life to minister and to teach the word of God, they wouldn't even allow me to do that because I'm a lady, you know? So thank God that my, thank God, babe, you're not like that. Hallelujah. <laughs> he actually saw things in me that I never even saw in myself and was like, no, that needs to come out of you because he's great at recognizing that in other people and just um, bringing and developing, you know, giftings. And the Lord has called us actually to part of our vision here is to equip leaders. And so that's what we're doing through different, you know, realms and, and just on a very regular basis, even, you know, far greater outside of our church and everything. All throughout today. (laughs) Yes. You've been on the phone (laughs) quite a bit. Even right now as we're recording the podcast, (laughs) still doing it as I'm (laughs) recording the podcast and still sending messages to people who are like, Hey, got a question for you. What about this? You're a great multitasker, which is unusual for a guy. So that's awesome. I learned it from my wife. <laughs> well, not with that. But anyway, um, so as, you know, as that was evident upon my life, even as I was a little girl, and I give that as an example because in your own life, sometimes if you think about actually when you were, um, a child or an early teen or whatever, like what were the things that you were naturally drawn to, you were naturally good at, or that you were passionate about? You're because... my sister. <laughs> well, you do sometimes like to irritate people still, don't you? Yeah, occasionally. <laughs> kind of brings a smile to my face. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, um, because children, you know, they're, they're actually very free in what they do. They're not like it, they don't go by just what people say or, you know, um, allow people to limit them. They just, whatever it is that like they're naturally great at, you'll see ones that go on to be great leaders. You'll even see those qualities as they're, you know, a young, a young child. And of course our stance with 
I'll just insert this with, um, nobody is just a born leader and then, you know, well, I wasn't a born leader, so I can never be a leader. Okay. That's not actually leadership is developed in people. And God has called each one of us to actually be leaders. Of course, that looks differently for each one of us. And we all have different realms of leadership, but when you're faithful at a level, he begins to increase you. And there's so many things that you can learn with that. And that would be a whole nother amazing topic for a few other mini podcasts. Um, we could go with that. But going back to this, if you, because sometimes people have a hard time actually recognizing what, what giftings are in my life and people will belittle things like somebody will say, well, you know what, when I was little, like, I just love to, to be like organized and I love to file things. And I had my own little setup of my, my little desk and, and, um, I would put everything in order. Or I would go in the kitchen and I would organize all my mom's pots and pans or whatever that right there. You see, even from a young child, they have like an, a gift of administration organization do you I mean I cannot tell you what an amazing blessing that is for people that we have like that here in our ministry oh my my gosh we literally could not do what we do without that and so I, I just give that again as an example of don't don't be little things like in your mind, you think that it's nothing because it just comes naturally to you and you don't have to exert a bunch of effort or like, you know, overcome these, you know, hangups in your mind because it just naturally flows out of you. That is actually put there by the Lord and he wants you to increase that. He wants you to offer that up to him, which would be, you know, God's not present here walking around on earth. He's, but his people are right. So Mm -hmm. we need to be able to offer that up to the kingdom of God to be able to be a blessing to increase. And God will use that actually to increase the body of Christ where you're at. So true. And then of course, as you're faithful, even beyond where you're at. So don't ever belittle those things. And, and let me also just say this, that the enemy so often uses fear to stop us from actually doing what God has gifted us to do. So again, with, with my own life that I, I made the excuse for many years that like, well, I can't, even when I was feeling like that God was training me, I didn't recognize why he was training me first, um, which is probably a good thing. But as I was receiving training, and then of course he put me with, you know, Dr. Debbie Rich, you've heard me talk about that many times, to raise me up and to and to train me and for me to learn and everything. And and of course our learning never ends, right? We're always learning, we're always growing and everything. And but in is and other amazing people that he has has put us with. Of course, you know, doctors Rodney and Donica, Howard Brown are amazing blessings still in our life, still growing and you know, all of this. Anyway, God orchestrates all of that. But what I'm saying is I had to make a choice to not allow fear to stop me from actually even recognizing the gifting that was upon my life, because there's no way that I would be doing today what I'm doing in the different areas that we minister in. And, and when I say different areas, not just physical areas, locations, but that would be the case as well. But the different ways that the Lord has, whether it's Bible college or ministering in our Sunday services or this podcast, or, you know, the, the different things that we're doing, there's no way that I could fulfill any of that. If I did not stand my ground against the devil, take authority over him, 
put him back in his place because I gave excuses that were all based out of fear, out of a spirit of fear. Well, what are people going to think? I don't know how to do this. I'm not a good speaker. Mm -hmm. I get too scared. I'm embarrassed. I don't want to do that. All of those excuses that I actually thought in my mind, in my life, that was a total valid thing. Because I would look at other people and I would even say to the Lord, that person over there, see, they love to preach. See, they talk all the time. They're great at communicating. I'm not. I stand up. I'm embarrassed. My face turns red. I don't know how to speak. My voice shakes. My skirt shakes. You know, whatever. Um, All because I was simply giving in to a spirit of fear. So you've got to do things like take authority over that spirit of fear. And we talked about that kind of in an earlier, you know, um, podcast even about not, you know, not hiding the gift and, and things like that. But what I'm saying is that you're not even going to recognize the gifting and the calling and the talents that God has placed upon your life. If you give into a spirit of fear or any way that the enemy tries to stop you, because he's all about undermining the authority that you have over him. He's going to make it seem like whether, and and he most often honestly uses other people to, whether they're critical of you, whether like, oh, you can't do that. You think you're, you know, then, you know, or people that'll like shut you down or think, well, I mean, you don't need to do that because so-and-so does that. You're just trying to be like them. I mean, people will say sometimes the most ignorant things. And when I say ignorant, it's because they don't understand what God has gifted you to do. So you got to look in yourself and you've got to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, show me and he will show you. And when he shows you, don't go, pfft. Well, that's just a little thing that doesn't matter. Oh, oh, so so I'm good at like, you know, making fried chicken or or cherry pie or whatever. Oh, that doesn't matter. I mean, people don't really need that. Don't, you know what I mean? Sometimes we just limit ourselves. But you don't actually know how the Lord will increase that if you just give it to him and what doors that will open for you that will actually give you opportunity to lead others to Jesus. They'll give you an opportunity to be a blessing to the body of Christ. I mean, it's it's actually limitless yeah. with us. Yeah. What the Lord will do through us if we'll simply just recognize and just allow, just give it to the Lord and and just say, okay, Lord, I won't limit you. I won't draw back. I'll, I'll embrace every opportunity. And when an opportunity comes, don't sit there and go, well, th- you know, you despise it and don't recognize it. I mean, this is all, this is all a process we have to allow. It's exactly a process. And most people don't go forward because of fear of the unknown. Right. Fear of something that they are unfamiliar with or they don't feel comfortable with or that they don't know has been tried and proven effective by somebody else who's gotten who's done all the testing on it and everything you just have to trust god you have to take a step of faith and and then just begin to go forward and let god lead you and let god guide you and a lot of times god will have he will direct you to go in a direction and many times it's just to see if you're going to obey him. Oh, that's true. Um, we have to be found faithful to do that. Absolutely. You you have to be. You have to know if somebody's faithful, not if somebody is doing something for the sake of a reward. Right. Because anybody will do something for the sake of a reward, but will you do what God tells you to do when you don't see the benefit, when you don't see the fruit, 
when you don't understand the reason. And because those are all things that benefit ourselves. But what if God has you to do something? He tells you to go in a direction and, and you're just like, well, what's this? What's the reason? Why, what's the cause for this? Why should I do that? Um, God doesn't have to give you a reason. God does things after the Bible says, after the counsel of his own will. Mm-hmm. There are things that he knows he has to do, but you do have to show yourself to be faithful. Mm-hmm. And the only way a person can be proven to be faithful, actually, is when there's, there's no personal benefit. Yeah, that's true. When there's no personal benefit whatsoever. We've seen so many people that they first just gave themselves, even as it's talking about here in Second Corinthians 8, they first just actually gave themselves to um, helping and volunteering in a department at church, whether that was, maybe that was on like um, a Sunday morning service or, you know, twice a month or w- mm-hmm. whatever it was. They, that's how it first started out. They didn't even recognize actually the gifting on the inside of them. But they just said, okay, Lord, this is an opportunity. This is an area that they need help and they, they you know, want me to serve. And I feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. Even if they may not have want, wanted to, but My on the inside. asked me to. Yes. Yeah. I don't want to, but I will. So, but, you know, and obviously this needs to flow. You, you got to get your heart right, okay? Yeah, you do. You, you got to make gotta, an adjustment. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the, you know, hopefully we wouldn't have to say that, but. You do have to do that, right? Yeah. You got to have a right and a pure motive because mm-hmm. God can't bless anything else. And so and sometimes you'll have to do things that nobody asks you to do. Oh, yes. And you please. just know that God, oh, my goodness. God just put it on your heart to do it. And you don't, and, and the pastor or the ministry leader isn't going to come to you and beg for your help. Right. You have to do it out of obedience right. to God. And I know there's, there's times even when someone has done that and it resulted in such a blessing that honestly if you were to say ask us well did you know that that thing needed to be done or that person should have done? no actually i didn't i didn't even recognize that we actually needed that or we needed that person or that that would help us because there's some things it's impossible for you to know everything that's why we trust the lord you don't even you can't even imagine with all the things that we trust the lord not that we sit there and everyone i trust you lord with this and i trust you with this no but I'm like, Lord, of what you have called us to do, Father, I thank you for working in every single area and working things out. And it is, I mean, our full trust goes to the Lord and therefore he literally works in all these different ways that sometimes we don't even recognize that he is doing. But you see how if we would all be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and actually do what he's speaking us to us to do and not put any limits like, well, that's out of the grace of God upon my life or, well, my gift isn't developed enough or, you know, we say dumb things that limit us actually. Mm -hmm. If we would just like without limits go, okay, Lord, I'm available, whatever you desire to do. I mean, you, you can't even imagine the blessing and the effect that that produces and the results, I should say, not just the effect, but the results that come forth. But I was starting to say, you know, there's been a number of people that that they just started out volunteering in certain ways, and then they they begin out of that because they had given that to the Lord. They begin then to see they and 
how God increased them and how it, that there was a, a gift so that was like developed that. like that. And they actually said later to us, I even had someone recently just say to me, I actually had no idea that I was even good at that until I had to start doing that. There was a need. And this is the way the Lord works though, that I think a lot of people don't realize is that things are birthed out of his house. You recognize that that's the, that's the local church. That that's how God desires, how he raises people up, actually. Mm-hmm. And it will be a benefit not just to the local church body, to the body of Christ, but it will flow out of that into whatever realm God has called you to do. Yeah, I mean, there's been so m- a number of people that started working in a media department at their church. And now you look at it, we know some of them ourselves. They, they are like with national, famous, extremely well-known secular companies and they're at the top and they learned all of their stuff just from starting serving in the media department. So, I mean, the opportunity that they had, and then yet they could have said, well, I don't even, I I don't know how to run sound. I don't know how to video or whatever. They just made themselves available. I'll learn father. I thank you that, that even as I'm learning, there's an anointing that comes upon me to do this in the most excellent way. See, like just grab hold by faith Mm -hmm. And then they, they, they continue to like inspect for fruit. What's the quality of the fruit that I'm producing in this area? Oh, I need to, to, to adjust a little bit. Oh, I need to take correction. Oh, I need to learn a little bit more. And then the fruit they produced was greater. Well, now it's such at a high level that, I mean, there are rewards in every way. So, you know, and that's just one area, mm-hmm. media. But I mean, there's so, so many, you know, areas. No, no, it's limitless. Let me let me give a paradigm shift okay. to you that are listening here. Um, we know the Word of God says, "With God, all things are possible," and I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Um, and so, which puts a lot on God. It's like, Lord, you know, you can do this. I know you're able. God is able. Um, he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us. Right. And so the thing is, is that you recognize that God can do anything. And, but, but Lord, what do you want me to do? Well, how about letting God work in you and through you? Because even as my wife was just sharing there, many people, what they are doing that is bringing such glory to God in the earth right now is out of what they allowed God to do through them. The word of God says, here's your shift. My God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory yes. by Christ Jesus. Okay, well, where where is the glory? Where is his glory? His glory is within you. It's within you. It's what God has put inside of you. It's his presence with you, working in you and through you and everything like this. But if my God shall supply all my need. He knows what you have need of. Yes. And he knows the things that are going to be brought to you that need to be met, stuff that has to come out of you. But my God will supply. How's he going to supply it? Through you. My God will supply all my need according to his riches and glory. So God puts something inside of you so that it can come out of you so that actually it comes back to bless you. Yes. He puts it in you so that it comes out of you and comes back to bless you. Your needs are met. <laughs> Your needs are met because of what he put inside of you. 
And a lot of times we're expecting it to come from out there, but God said, I put it inside of you. The answer is within you. Yes. It's not out there in the you know, great beyond. He's put it inside of you. His glory is within you. His glory is what raised up Christ Jesus from the dead. It's resurrection power. It can bring from nothing, from something flatlined, everything can come forth. Right. And so you cannot say, I don't have this in me. That would be saying, God doesn't live in me. So I tell you that are listening to this podcast right now, whatever God wants to do, it's already inside of you. Right. It is actually already in you. And it will produce immense wealth, immense ability, immense strength, immense possibilities. Right. But you have to activate it by faith. Right. It's all activated by faith. Right. Yeah, it, that is is so true that you have to you have to be able to tap into the supernatural by faith and just hook up and really, you know, that comes out of a desire to do that, a desire to be a blessing, a desire to honor God. And then of course we have the responsibility to be, you know, faithful with it in the natural. I was just thinking, babe, I remember when we were doing crusades in primarily India and I remember we had someone with us on um, the trip. We often had different, you know, um, people that would come along just kind of, you know, as a, as a team to be able to do missions if they had that on their heart and, and um, help and support and learn. And and it was awesome to have them. Anyway, I just remember being over there in India and, you know, India in a sense was a, was a total like surprise to us that we would actually be over there doing that. I remember the first time that I went to India was before we were married and I, it was so, I mean, it was such a culture shock to me. (laughs) I just like, it was my, I'm trying to think back. I think it was my first third world nation I had been to. I can't, quite remember if that was yeah if it was before if that was before haiti or after haiti but anyway and um or dominican republic i mean but anyway so um (laughs) i just was like in my mind i was like there is no way i'd ever come back to this place i mean that's that's just like it was just between the smells and the heat and the sights and I mean, it was just like, and being deathly afraid of driving in a car because you had to, you know, emergency tongues all the time, just so oh, yeah. you're thinking, you know, you're going to, you know, stay alive. And the food, I mean, it was just like in every way it was not. And I, my natural personality is not like just super adventuresome and like, oh yeah, I love all the different foods. And I, and I love, you know, when I have to go to the bathroom, to use a hole in the ground. And I love, you know, I mean, it's just like, that is not, that is not me. Like... In the natural, I could sit there and think like, okay, Lord, totally, like I'm not the person to like be, you know, the missionary type or to go into different countries. I don't want to try all these different foods. I don't want to, you know, do this. I don't want to have to, in, I remember the first trip, we had to wear a dress. Everywhere. Obviously, my husband wasn't with me. Again, this is poor married. Yeah, <laughs> you never wore a dress, babe. Um, but a dress or a long skirt 
everywhere we went. And I mean, it didn't matter if we were like hiking in the hills. And I don't mean hiking for recreation. I'm talking about to get to, you know, where we were, you know, going to, to be able to, you know, minister to a, a few people and stuff like that. Anyway, um, and it was so hot. I was like, I, I know I'm sweating in all the places. I, I was never intended to sweat in those places. I mean, your thighs rubbing together. I mean, it's just like, I'm like in the, oh my gosh, the smells in the, it was just like, this is so crazy to me. And so it wasn't heaven. Never at <laughs> that time did I have this awesome, amazing, you know, vision from the Lord that he's called me to this great place. No, I, I could have told years you, of my life yes, coming here to minister. I am I mean, I could have just said, like, there is no way I'm <laughs> ever coming back to this place. Now, if I would have known at that moment, oh no, actually, you will later in your years after you get married, you will be back here how many times doing crusades all over the nation? I would have been like, mm-hmm. oh no. And I, I mean, if if the Lord would have showed me that at that moment, I think I would have had like a serious like meltdown in life, a nervous breakdown or something. I mean, I just was not at the place. But you, so... You, You've got to allow actually the Lord to to do his work. But you know what? You don't need to stress out about anything. You. Yeah, they're tricking you. Yes. God, so you deceived anything. me. <laughs> totally. So it's a blessing, actually, sometimes when the Lord doesn't show you all the things. But anyway, I was starting to say, you know, after we were married and, of course, um, you know, spending a lot of different, you know, time and trips over there and everything. I remember one of the, the ones who came along on the trip saying to us, now, what, and they were so excited. And they were like, so tell me, what is it about coming here? I mean, you come here and you do these crusades and, and all this. I mean, what is it that you just like, what's the one thing you from. just, yeah, you yeah. can't get away from, you just love so much about it here. And in my mind, I was like, oh my gosh, what I'm going to say is going to totally deflate them. Like, how am I going to say this? But we yep. were like, uh, actually, nothing. There's nothing we love about this place. There is, like, except for the people. We do, we have really grown to love these people so much. And we only we only come because the Lord has told us to do this and because we get to see people saved. We have the high, I mean, such an honor and privilege to be able to give people an opportunity to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. That's the only motivation. There wasn't any other motivation at all in the natural. And so you can be doing actually what is a gifting and a calling upon your life. And in the natural, there's no reason, there's no... um great sometimes there's not even a great reward that you see at all at all i mean we would just i mean i remember how much we just had to believe god to even be able to get plane tickets to be able to pay for these crusades i mean we would put everything on the line all of our personal finances all of i mean the the risk of that you would take just even with your health and having to believe god i mean i remember it was crazy when our oldest son bryce you know by the time he was a year old he'd already been to india three times so can you, you know, in the faith and, and the everything that it would take in the natural to take a baby to some of the places, you know, that, that we went, I mean, it was, it was really crazy. Like you just have to like full on trust God. So, and not even 
Could I have even said at that point, I wonder looking back like, oh, well, this is just because, you know, we've got a great gifting and calling upon our life because of this. I actually didn't honestly even see that. We were just strictly going out of obedience and the opportunities that the Lord had opened up to us and that he was calling us to. And so therefore there was a tremendous grace that was upon our life. And so even though you may, you may see, okay, well, I am gifted in this way or in this area or whatever, you still have to use your faith and your obedience and everything in you to be able to allow the Lord then to use you in that way in whatever realm, even the ways or the places or the realms or to the people that you don't really desire to even be. Right. Very true. You have to allow that to take place, right? And and that's all actually supernatural. It's not spectacular, but it is totally supernatural. It totally. is totally the Lord. And of course, we had to be at the point like, okay, Lord, if this is, if the, even though this isn't our desire or whatever, if this is all this you, what you want? ever want us doing, then we've got to be, because first and foremost, that. we give ourselves to the Lord. It's about his gifting and calling. It's, it's not about ours. And it really is paying the price and being faithful to that. And many of these things are just actually tests to, to greater things. So, uh, and understand that even like in, in our flesh, we had to just, you know, allow some things to kind of like drop off of us, you know, and be cut off. Sometimes you just got to allow that to take place. There was such a great joy and, and fulfillment and everything that we had in that for that season. Now we didn't know actually that then the Lord would turn us a different direction and we'd be doing different things. You know, of course in, in ministry, We've done a huge variety of different things. And if you think about it, the Lord does that in our lives, right? If he's called you to be a chef and he's anointed you, you know, a chef actually can can prepare many different dishes, right? Oh, a yeah. great one. And I mean, all types of things, whether it's an appetizer, whether it's an, an entree, whether it's a dessert, whether it's something that is for like a quick meal or it's for something that they're serving, you know, an elaborate feast or whatever. they do a whole variety of stuff. Now, if you think about it, you wouldn't hire actually a chef if they were, they're like, well, my specialty is grilled cheese and tomato soup, and I do like the most amazing of that, which I know some people are like, that's not a meal a chef would make. I actually love tomato soup and grilled cheese. You can make some really great ones. But what my point is in saying that, that wouldn't be called a chef, right? See, some people are like, well, I, I mean, I could do this one thing, but they don't actually allow themselves to be developed and God will place people in your life. Again, if you, if you're submitted to him and to the godly people that he's placed in your life to challenge you and to actually help you develop in what he has called you to do. So don't limit that process. Mm-hmm. It's going to look a little bit different for each one of us, but do not limit that. Amen. It's important that it's important. good, you know, because you keep growing because as even as we talked about, you know, on like the previous, you know, podcast about just inspecting that fruit and the fruit grows and, and it grows in quality, not just quantity. When you allow actually challenges to come, when you allow yourself to be stretched in an area and you allow yourself to be seasoned, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So you can have... You know, in our own life, because of course, 
we know ourselves best, right? And so it's the the best examples we can probably give are actually, you know, from our own life. But you think about what we're doing in in, in ministry, a, a strength of our ministry is because we've been ministering more than just a few years. You realize that? And we've ministered to all different people. We've ministered in all different settings and all different ways or whatever. And of course, it's no credit to ourselves. It's all to to the grace of God. But you understand that you, not because only are you gaining- quit. Yeah, it is. It is simply like it's not been pretty so many days. Really, it hasn't. No. Nope. And it's we're we were not we're not the best at what we do. We were we I mean, you know, a lot of people probably thought that well, I mean, I'm sure they've questioned over the years are, are they even called what the heck are they doing, you know? Probably a lot of people would never have actually put us together. I mean, there's so many things that you know, you just don't give up. You just keep doing. You just, above all else, you honor God and you submit to his plan and his will and you 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 remain teachable. And when God has be placed- flexible. Yeah, be flexible. And when God has placed leaders in your life, you honor them as well and you submit yourself to them. You know, we're still, even though we've been in ministry for this long, and of course my husband even longer than I am. 43rd I mean, year now. Right. I mean, we're still submitted to, we, we, we boldly say we have pastors mm-hmm. because we feel like the more successful that you are and you desire to be, then actually the more, more important it be. is, yeah, that you have people that can actually speak into your life be because you're not going to keep growing if be you honoring. don't keep making adjustments and changes and you don't remain teachable. I mean, there's nothing worse than somebody that like, I just feel bad for them. They were on the cutting edge at one time and they had people in their life that, that could speak into their life. And they reached this point where they just think they're so awesome and amazing that nobody can correct them. Nobody can even question, Mm -hmm. you know, what, uh, are you you sure you want to do that? Are you sure you should be doing that hanging around that person? Are you sure? You know, sometimes people won't even allow that. Like they, they think they're like above God, really. God can't even speak to him. Mm. If, if God cannot use someone in your life to speak to you, you won't receive them. In other words, then actually you're not accountable to God. You can act like you are. You can say, Oh no, if God were to speak to me directly, no, but he's actually speaking through a servant and yet you just blow it off. No, that's a problem. You can't continue actually in the gifting that he's called you and you become a vessel that he can't use. You're not pliable. You're not flexible. You're not willing to adjust or change. And I'll just say this, that 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 applies, of course, in ministers' lives, but it applies to every Christian. Let me just say, whatever whatever realm that you're in. Sometimes people, they, they're successful in natural ways, and they don't, even, they don't even acknowledge that God would do that to their life. Oh, well, very well, true. Well, you're dumb, but anyway. <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> I think we'll end on that okay. one there. That's a great way to end it. You're just dumb. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, there's so much that we could say. We continue to say maybe we'll, we'll continue on these lines. Um, might make a little jog in the next podcast. But we appreciate you listening to the Last Days podcast. And pray that God has really spoken to your heart today. Yes. Confirmed some things to you. Amen. Solidified some things in your heart. And maybe jiggled some things loose in your mind. Right. And and just know that we that we love you. We do. We're here for you. <laughs> yes, we'll do anything we can to help you. And my wife will always take your phone call. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, love you guys Try. so much. You have a wonderful day and God bless you. God Bye-bye. bless you. Bye-bye. 
Hey, this is Dr. Todd Holmes, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, whether it was myself or my amazing wife, Katie, maybe the two of us together. If you want to be more than just an occasional listener and desire to really stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to this generation, go to riveroftricities.com. That's riveroftricities.com and click on Donate to be a part of the last day's army of monthly partners that we're taking ground with. If you'd like to do that, I would like to send you a special gift for partnering with us. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. God bless you.